We've been going through a series where we've been comparing the kingdom of God and to our current situation in a very timely way as we approach the election and really think about uh, our role as Christians in this world. What is our calling in, in our calling to be citizens and to live as Christ in this world? A few weeks ago, I, I got to uh, deliver a devotion for the LWML Zone Conference Regional. There's always a long title, and I can never remember which that is. Um, but there they had a speaker who came from our Lutheran Family Services Northwest, where uh, Kate and, and Hannah both work. Um, and this representative was talking about the placement of refugees in the United States. And something struck me, and it was a very short conversation that he had, and I followed up with him about it, is that they also have people who take in orphans and become foster parents to refugee children of the war-torn areas. And it was something that had struck me. I never considered that this was a real need. But as I was talking to the the representative, the, the gentleman who was giving the talk, talked about how many of these kids have been through basically hell and back. Their their homes have been torn apart. Their parents were gone. Many of them suffering from PTSD and many other things. At first, my my heart really began to ache for those children, the the refugee children. But then I also started to think about the families, the parents that opened their house to an innocent child, but but one that needed a lot of attention, a lot of time. These are people, Christian people that have stepped forward to do this. This is the picture of the kingdom of God. They're living that meaning. What I mean by that is that they have been called, as we have been called, to follow Jesus. To put everything aside, including ourselves, for others. This is not new. This isn't even original as an idea. But really, only through Jesus can we understand and even have the ability or power to do just this. Everything we've talked about so far with the kingdom of God, the radical upside-downness where the the mighty are brought low and the, the poor are raised up, the fact that we are to be servants to others, All of these things are are good things. Things that the world even likes to hear about. That we're okay with hearing that. Yes, the, the mighty should be brought down and the low should be brought up. And yes, we should serve our neighbor and our friends. But in the cross of Jesus, we see that even as Jesus taught this about the kingdom of God, All of this led up to one important thing. The cross. The cross. That as he spent his time as servant to tell us to go and to be servants, it was for the purpose of the cross. That as he spoke about the way that blessed 
are the ones who mourn and blessed are the poor in spirit. This all leads up to the way in which they are blessed, the cross. All of it going up to this one simple thing that all of it hinges on as well. And that is the cross. That is where the rubber hits the road for us. That is the foundation for everything to us. And this is where the world struggles. Because Jesus knew, and now we know, that really the way the kingdom of God has come into this world was through His death. You see, as the proclamation of the kingdom is coming, Jesus knew that what it would cost for this kingdom to come was the hour for which He came. His death. He knew that the inauguration of this kingdom had to be the time when He was cursed, sworn, and denied. The coronation for this kingdom would be the very simple twisting of thorns and jamming it onto his head. Not very regal. The enthronement ceremony for this kingdom came with the nailing through his flesh and bones and to the cross. This is how our kingdom has come to us. And this is what makes able for the kingdom to be here with us now and the promise of it coming to us. So we can't talk about what it means to be a Christian in this world. We can't talk about what it means for the kingdom of God to be in our lives without talking about the fact that Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me and what that actually means. This week I found myself in another peculiar situation where I was visiting with a friend of mine up at a restaurant talking and and two guys came and sat next to us and they had just come down from Alaska and so my friend who's more talkative than me, believe it or not, I started asking them all the questions and soon we were spending the whole night just talking. Eventually they found out that that I'm a, a Lutheran minister And immediately the conversation changed. (laughs) But this changed into what is it, what is the point of religion? And I found myself in the minority in the conversation where the point of religion, according to others and really according to the world, is that we are to be good to others. That that's the point. So far, the idea of servanthood, the idea of the low being raised up, all in agreement. But the point of our religion is that the person of God has come for us and He has brought us this kingdom. He has handed over His life. He has given us the cross. We are not gathered here to hear about how we can be good to others. We are gathered here to learn how it is our Lord has saved us from ourselves and each other. 
how it is he has given over his life. And it is only then, in hearing that, that we can even approach the topic of what it means to be good to others. So I brought up the point of the way Jesus talks about what it means to be good. To give over everything you have. To give over your life, your desires, everything for someone else. They said it was impossible. I said, you're right. But Jesus did just that for you. And he did that for me. And it's only then can I even begin to hear the words, now pick up your cross and follow me. Every other philosophy, every other religion, from Plato through Buddha, is glad to tell us that that is exactly what we are supposed to do, is to be good. But there's only been one person who's ever said to pick up your cross and follow me. And that's Jesus. So the question comes to us. The uncomfortable question of, of how is it that we are picking up our cross and following him? What does it look like in our own lives to give over everything we have for the one that we love? What does it look like as a community of believers here at Lamb of God to hand over everything we have to make known the kingdom of God in this world? We've had many people who have come before us, who passed down the faith to us over the many different years to where today what we believe, say, and preach, and teach are the same words that were spoken in the early church right after Jesus' ascension. And through that history, we have seen time and time again the ways in which the gospel and the kingdom of God is furthered into this world. And every single time that is, it is by us placing to the side ourselves and picking up our cross and following after Jesus. If I were a more modern preacher, I'd give you a list of how to do just that. But the only thing I can offer up to you is this. You can only do it by taking seriously and trusting in Jesus Christ who's already done it for you. As we come into this uncertain time in our nation and in our community, even an uncertain time in our church where many of our sister churches are closing, we take hope we take our certainty, we take our foundation in the fact that our Lord has been crucified and made way for us to do just that. My encouragement to you, my blessing to you today, is that as we look upon the cross where we see our own salvation, we learn the way to pick up our own cross and follow after Him. As people who have been brought to death and made alive in the waters of baptism, we pick up our cross.
as a people who come forward to taste the body and the blood which was given over to us in the cross. We do so for others, inviting them to come to hear, to die, and to live. Pick up your cross. Follow after Jesus. Amen? Amen.